Last week, Nathan uh, talked to ab- about the hope that we have as a result of Christ's coming into our world. As most of you are aware, I'm a retired surgeon. When I was in practice here in Saskatoon, I looked after a lot of cancer patients. And one of the most important things in looking after them was to keep on giving them some kind of hope. Because once hope is gone, uh, people end up in despair. So we need hope. But without peace, we can't have hope either. And so today we're talking about Christ who came to bring us peace, no matter what the circumstances of our lives. Down through the ages, men have longed for peace. Yet the history of the world is one of of violence and wars interspersed by periods of peace. But what is the peace that we are talking about? In the English language, we only have one word for peace. It is all the affairs of state in human relationships. We use this word, but what do we really mean? In our language, the context tells us what we mean. If you're talking about nations and the end of a war, that means one thing. If we're talking about a husband and a wife and they are going to get a divorce, but then they decide not to, and they get are reconciled, that's a different kind of peace. When we're talking about, during our time in India, uh, we learned to speak the Telugu language. And the Telugu language has two words for peace. The first word is shanti. And that means the cessation of violence, the cessation of fighting, the cessation of quarreling. But then they have another word. It's samadhanamu. And that is very close to the same meaning as the Old Testament word of shalom, which means uh, wholeness, uh, connectedness, uh, good relationships between people and between God and between nations. And uh, that's the word that is used in the Telugu translation of that verse in Philippians where we are told that the peace of God which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the word that the Telugu language uses there. In English, we just have the word peace. And, but the context of that verse tells us what we mean. During, <coughs> so in the Old Testament, we have the word shalom, which is, uh, always has a spiritual context. It always means more than just the stop of fighting. It always means restoration of of, uh, relationships uh, between nations, between persons, and with God. So during the time of uh, Christ's uh, coming to this world, people were looking for peace. They were looking for the coming of the Messiah. They were longing for something, and they were underneath the oppression of the Roman rule. And so when they thought of peace, That's what they thought of. Get rid of the Romans and give us freedom and we will have peace. Uh, They were not so concerned about their relationship with God or even with each other. They were mainly concerned about getting rid of the Romans. We are now in the second Sunday of Advent and this is the Sunday when we uh, think of peace as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the coming of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. On the night that Jesus was born, there were shepherds in the fields. 
keep watching over their flocks at night, sitting around a fire probably, uh, some of them standing up and walking around the flock, when suddenly an angel came to them. And they were afraid. This had never happened. It was something totally outside of their existence. We don't know how much these shepherds knew about the Old Testament story. Uh, they were probably illiterate. Uh, in most cultures, shepherds are pretty low down on the scale of, uh, of what culture of values. And yet, the angel came to them. And the first thing that the angel said to them on that night was, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior that is Christ the Lord. And you will find the babe wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And immediately after that, there was this host of angels singing and praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all men with whom God is pleased. Here is the declaration of peace. The coming of Jesus was the beginning of what would bring the true meaning of peace to all mankind, to nations, and to the whole world, and eventually culminate in true peace, which will only come when Christ returns. So, as we are thinking and looking forward to celebrating the birth of Christ, what are you experiencing in terms of peace? You know, the cost of shalom was high. It didn't just come with the birth of a baby. That was the beginning. Christ had to give his life, suffer and die, to bring to us true peace, shalom, wholeness, connectedness, good relationship with God, with one another, and hopefully someday also with nations. You know, it's always been costful. It's, there's always been a price to pay for peace, for true peace. Somebody has to do something. And in our context, as Christians, we have what it takes, and that's forgiveness. We can forgive one another and so find peace. It's something no other religion has. Christianity is very unique in that. But there's always a cost for whoever initiates that peaceful process. Whoever moves forward to forgive, there will be a cost. You know, uh, my uh, parents came to Canada in 1926 as a result of the communist revolution in, in Russia. And they paid a price. They left everything that they owned behind. They came to Canada with the clothes they wore and not much else to find peace. And, you know, uh, when I look at my life and my siblings, what a tremendous difference that has made for us. They paid a price that we might live in a country where it's peaceful, that we might grow up knowing what it means to be a believer of Jesus Christ, and find peace between God and ourselves and our siblings and our friends and people in the Christian community and beyond that. And so here we are in 2020 with COVID-19 uh, changing our world in so many ways. 
how do we find shalom in these times? The key is in that verse in Philippians. When it, Paul tells us that we should bring our requests to God with thanksgiving, and then the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Are you anxious because of COVID? Are you scared? Are you worried about a, a father or a mother who's in a long-term care home, uh, who's at risk? Take it to the Lord. That's our way to find peace. Are there broken relationships in your family between you and other people? Find a way to forgive them and find peace for yourself and hopefully with that person. Everybody doesn't respond when we approach them with forgiveness. That becomes their problem. Our problem is to forgive. And only when we forgive will God forgive. I don't think we take that too, too seriously often, that being unforgiven, unforgiving is a sin. And so as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to always be the one who takes the initiative, the one who asks for forgiveness and the one who extends forgiveness so that we might find peace. It's through, <clears throat> so the question I have for you today is this, are you living in shalom, in peace, that takes all understanding? If not, then take the steps. Are you anxious and fearful? Take your anxiety to God in prayer and tell him all about what it is that worries you, that you're caring about, that the relationship is there that needs to be restored. Find shalom. God wants us to have it. God wants us to know this personal peace that comes only as we have a, a living, vital relationship with Jesus Christ. And that only remains so when we have that kind of a relationship with one another and with our neighbors and with our community. God bless you as you prepare yourself to celebrate the birth of Jesus in a few weeks' time. Amen.